You thought that I was gone? You thought that maybe my brother and his profanity-laced appearance on the show got us canceled? Not quite, my friends. It's the filibuster freestyle. It's your buddy Gavin, and we are going back to what we've been doing a lot this year, which is not swearing. (laughs) And having our buddy Andrew Patterson help us break down HBO's great show, Westworld. We're going to do episode eight first, then episode nine. But first, Andrew, how are you doing today, man? Hey, I'm doing excellent. And great news, I'm very familiar and uh, comfortable with living in the rules of the no-swear policy. Yep. But unfortunately for the listeners, uh, just minutes ago I made the poor decision, not even minutes, seconds ago I made the poor decision to, to eat a very crumbly peanut butter cookie, which has made me very thirsty. Okay. So as you start to... Um, go into what we'll be talking about, I will be taking a gigantic swig and finishing uh, pineapple orange strawberry juice from Dole. Okay, unofficial so, sponsor of the week from Dole. Why don't you go ahead and chug a lug and I'll uh, get, get the rest of the show going there. All okay. right, let's go. Unofficial sponsor of the week, and apparently peanut butter cookies, not a brand, just a thing, we'll give them a shout out to. You know, maybe Skippy, Jif, you're all in the mix today, my friends, on the peanut butter front. Um, something a little bit more um, crazy than peanut butter is episode 8 and 9 of Westworld. And we all know that that HBO loves to have their episode 9 in a 10-episode season be mind-blowing bananas. And I would say, and hopefully Andrew's back online now, uh, in terms of, okay, there he is, his throat is working again. Uh, They did not disappoint in my mind overall on episodes 8 to the build-up and then 9 to the crescendo of, holy cow, I can't wait to watch episode 10 tomorrow night on HBO. You agree? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And especially... Uh, so seeing as there's no real clear cut to how this is all going to end. Nope, not even close. Um, and I think Westworld, apparently if you're on Reddit, you know everything that's happening on the show. But if you're not on Reddit, you, I, I can't figure it out. So I really don't know where this is going. I guess my question too, and I'm not, nothing wrong with Reddit, and props to everybody who either gets a little bit or a lot of information from Reddit. But this early in the series, do I even want to know? Like, do I even want, I mean, then again, you and I, see, when you and I speculate, we, we do like between 10 minutes and an hour of research, we maybe watch the episode twice, we dabble in, yeah. we dabble in quasi-outlandish to completely made-up theories, and sometimes, yes. sometimes we're confirmed, in fact, we have a couple things confirmed later, which you may or may not have found on Reddit, but the point is, I don't know if I'd want like a million cooks in the kitchen, and I feel like once I went down that Reddit rabbit hole, uh... I think I wouldn't even like to show that much anymore. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I am not a man adept at picking out twists, plot twists. Okay. I watched The Sixth Sense for the first time and was blown away <laughs> when it turned out that Bruce Willis was alive, was dead. It was a ghost, yeah. Um, spoiler warning. But... So, <laughs> 1995. <this> is, <laughs> yeah. And my child, my... Yeah, So yeah. many of these I would not have picked out. I, I think I've said it on the show before, but one of the ones I did like knowing in, in is this alternate timeline theory because it saved me from a lot of trying to figure out exactly when and what is going on. Right, right. And and, and, it, and the timeline thing makes so much sense. Well, we'll get into it, but I think Dolores, Dolores was the first host. We know this. And it makes sense while Dolores remembers a bunch of stuff and is always in different clothes and sometimes is injured and then magically not because... 
she's pretty much done the whole park probably a hundred times each. Like she's right. So once you can can let go of the fact that Dolores doesn't age, she's a robot, and uh-huh. you know, and then you've got this whole weird sentient being memory lapse issue that these hosts all have on purpose. It starts to make enough sense you can actually watch the darn show. Um, right, exactly. And if you remember, um, Dolores is not only the oldest the oldest one, but the, the longest serving in a single role. Correct. The other hosts, they have switched roles. She's always been Dolores. Correct, correct. Good point. Um, all right, so let's do this. We're going to get through episode eight. We're going to probably go through it fairly quickly in the format we've been doing at least since halfway through the season, which is who won the episode, who lost, mind-blowing moment, and senseless nudity, if it applies as well, gratuitous senseless nudity. Um, before we do, a couple shout-outs, though, okay? okay. Uh, Want to shout-out, as always, um, our good friend, uh, The Missing, but hopefully we'll see her back next week, Elsie Hughes on the show, Shannon Woodward. You know, she's been tweeting us and retweeting us and liking our tweets, and we appreciate that. We did ask her to be on the show today, not today's show, but today we asked her, hey, Open invite. Hashtag open invite. We also asked Stevie Nicks fortune teller who morphed into a version of Dolores in episode three or four. That's Lily Borden or Borden, and I'll get that right before she comes on the show, to come on the show. And she actually said she'd be much obliged. So props to you for doing that, young lady. And also can't wait to have you on the show hopefully next week. Now, those things being said, we'll do more shout-outs later. But you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, at Gabby Viano, and you can check us out on the website, filibusterfreestyle.com. Okay, episode eight, Mr. Patterson. I didn't think there was a lot of senseless nudity in it. So what I decided to do, because, yeah. it, because it keeps being Maeve, and that, but, but I will say that finally in episode nine, it was not Maeve, and we'll get to that later. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, because it keeps being Maeve, we got a little bit of gratuitous nudity in the retired host tank when Charlotte Hale and Lee Stevens... Charlotte is the, the, the board of trustees member. Lee is the script writer. They, yeah. they went to find basically what was Dolores' father, Abernathy, and they're going to try the first to. first episode. Yes, and they're going to try to sneak him out of the park. Um, yeah. And, and, and he was pretty naked. And, I, and as the folks from Always Sunny in Philadelphia said about Thundergun, he was hanging, you know what? So, I mean, that's okay. Yeah. But. That's always going to be. The, the retired host room is always going to be your winner of the gratuitous nudity of the week because it is just a room. Filled with thousands of naked robots. Correct, and like not like the, and it's not like they're like models, like they're all shapes yeah. and sizes, men and women, old and young. It's just like a not children young, but you know like young younger adults, if you will. And because yes. uh, HBO is not going that far, thank goodness. Okay, so instead of kind of dwelling on that theme for episode eight, I wanted to focus on two new female characters that were introduced during episode eight. Okay, so yes, we have. Teddy um, and the man in black, and they, they happen upon later in the show this damsel in distress who is played by the actress Tallulah Riley, okay? Shout out to Tallulah Riley. She was in Thor, The Dark Side, The Dark World, I mean, in 2013. So she also played, quote-unquote, the blonde in Inception with Leo DiCaprio. But in, West, in Westworld, Tallulah is introduced to us as Angela. And Angela is, inter- is an interesting conduit between Teddy and the man in black, and potentially Wyatt, and I don't want to get too far, but what I thought was really interesting, and we'll get into this as we go, is that the man in black sees her and says, I thought they retired you. I guess Ford doesn't like to waste a pretty face. And so, to me, that, and and again, not knowing what was going to happen after that, I'm like, who is this blonde lady? Who is this Tallulah Riley? Well, I know she's an actress. Who Who is this Angela, and why does she matter to the man in black? So that was one. 
And then another person, um, there was a new Clementine penny feather because obviously they, they gave her a lobotomy because she yeah. like lost her mind in episode seven. And um, that, that is, that new, the new Clementine is played by the actress Lily Simmons. Uh, and she was also in The Bone Tomahawk with Kurt Russell, um, which I didn't see. Thought she, thought she looked familiar. <laughs> and she was also in a show called The Banshee, uh, which ran from 2013 to the present. But she, I felt it interesting that they brought back Penny Feather as somebody else. Um, and then she, I thought it was going to be an interesting storyline, but then actually Maeve just slashed her throat, and that might be the end of that. Um, yeah. Okay, so let's do this instead. Let's get into... Most mind-blowing moment of episode eight. Uh, and I don't know that you have notes in front of you of not or not. I do not. I figured I could do a good little call in response to you. Okay, cool. So there's some good nominees in episode eight. Okay, so Bernard, um, first of all, Bernard did take Elsie in the previous week. We had speculated about that. It could be Bernard. Mm-hmm. It was Bernard. We do not know if Elsie is dead, incapacitated, or just imprisoned. Um... But so so that was mind blowing. But we kind of speculated on it. Okay, Maeve's memory and backstory revelations. Um, the, definitely mind blowing to see that the man in black sought out and just terrorized her and her daughter on purpose. And yeah. that was pretty much when Maeve lost her her ass and then had to be rewritten as Maeve actually because she was somebody else right. before she was Maeve. Pretty mind blowing. Okay, but for me, it's when Dolores has the flashbacks by the old church steeple. Um, and that seemed to confuse many viewers. I think a lot of viewers in episode eight threw their, threw their hands up and either went to Reddit and, and, and got some explanations or maybe even like were ready to stop watching the show. This includes former movie star, TV star, maybe current Zach Braff, uh, who on Twitter was like, what the what? <laughs> um, yeah. But basically that seemed to confirm this whole space-time continuum thing where we're watching flashbacks from multiple areas. Um, and... I feel like maybe a lot of the main characters are really basically tied to Dolores and Maeve, which we've pretty much speculated for weeks now. Yeah. Uh, and then we even see Teddy. I guess my theme here is that is memory in general, because Teddy is finally starting to remember the man in black differently. He's remembering the man in black kind of horse collaring Dolores into the barn, which he probably saw a million times back in that, that hook, but he right. never remembered it. Um, so we see him do that. Dolores has memory of all the current characters we've seen in a Wild West role in a much more peaceful role. So, for instance, the snake-faced tattoo lady, Ar- Armistice, is played by our good friend who's tweeted back at us, Ingrid Bolsol Burdell, is learning how to do like a formal square dance by in that town that yes. Wyatt shows up, uh, shoots up, excuse me. In uh, that, go ahead. that town is... If I, if, I, if I try to think about this correctly, I think that town is really the beginning of Westworld when they were just getting everything started. Because yes. You don't have the text computerizing the, the host, so to speak. Yes. You have them out there in the field, as it were. Yes. Saying directions and, and coaching them, which adds another much more human element to the host. Correct. Correct. Because you saw, like, um, 
who I just mentioned, uh, Armistice, you saw her walking around, kind of like losing her. She wasn't dancing with her partner. She was kind of walking down the right. street. And then, and then the, the, uh, the, the trainer had to come over and get her and be like, no, dance with the dude, you know? Uh, yeah. By the way, it's, it's an audio podcast, but I'm doing some shimmy moves that no one can see besides yeah. you. Good times. Gavin, Gavin is looking like the fifth grader who is the most into square dancing week at gym class with his, <laughs> with his moves right now. Like, really good reference, by the way, because that, that, that happened in real life, too. Um, and basically everybody that we see and we have seen as like a crazy Wild West bandito or, you know, like El, your boy El Laz, I think he was Lewis. Like you see all these people who are just in like a very normal setting being trained. Uh-huh. And so my question basically though, and I think I now have an answer through episode nine is, is this loop in the past? And I think you just create, you just answer that for me. Yes. I, I, it has to be. I think it's, I think it's them training the host. You know things that in the 30 years or however many years it's been open yep. that had to have been developed. Their techniques refined. Uh, businesses get better at doing what they do. And I'm sure their technology must advance, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that was my big question at that point was, you know, is this the past or is it Ford's vision for the future? And I think we all know from seeing a couple more hours of television from Dr. Ford, his vision for the future isn't square dance jamborees, Okay. Um, it is not. That is fair to say, for show. Um, and, okay. The last thing I said that was mind-blowing, and then, again, it's come find a full circle for us by the end of episode nine, is Dolores is seeing all this, or is Dolores seeing all this because Arnold put it in her head? And, again, it's not that Arnold put it in her head because it's not the future, it's the past, and she is remembering it. And we learn a lot more about Dolores and Arnold as we go forward. Okay. Who who lost the episode? Um, this was hard to say based on episode eight knowledge only, okay? Yeah. You've got William and Dolores who totally screwed over Logan in like episode six, um, now captured by Logan and, and the Union soldiers. So that doesn't look good for them, right? No. Uh, the man in black seems to have been led by Teddy into the clutches of Wyatt because the damsel in distress actually is not a damsel. Uh he was, the man in black was right. Angela is not a wasted face. Angela is now working for Wyatt and the Ghost Nation, it looks like. Um, so they don't look very good at the end of the episode. Our boy Sylvester, played by Tommy Slocum, got his throat slashed in real life by Maeve and is only alive because she told Felix to cauterize his neck back shut. That's a bad week. Yeah, <laughs> <such> a- <laughs> um, but here's my, here's my possible hot take on who lost the episode. uh, uh, Maeve clearly now has superpowers Um, but what I worried for her about at least in episode 8 is that her ability to have super memories and super feelings tied to those memories could become a serious issue Um, she seems to get a little confused when she's back in the Matrix if you will when she's back in Westworld and she slashes people she's just slashing throats like poor poor brand new Clementine Pennyfeather Lily Simmons gets her throat slashed um, yeah because apparently she was remembering slashing or trying to slash the man in black's throat, like, you know, right. years earlier or years later, whatever it is in the continuum. So Maeve could be a loser um, because of this. And we obviously see the story about her going, him going back in time. Uh, and Dr. Ford basically had to drop her memory all the way down. And I think it's scary for her because, you know, she clearly could be, uh, I don't know, just a little bit throat slashy happy if you will well and, and here's the thing with someone like Maeve where 
even when she wins, you put a big asterisk on that win because she's still a host. She can still, you know, all it's going to take Ford to do, you can see the way Ford manipulates any of the hosts, including Bernard, right. who has even more sentiments than by the end of his run, even more sentiments than Maeve. Right. You know, and he's asking Ford to tell him, you know, please don't make me kill myself, but Ford's still able to do it. So Maeve kind of reminds me of a way of Buster Douglas. Buster uh, Douglas beat Mike Tyson, but Buster Douglas was still Buster Douglas. And he won that one place. <laughs> yeah. The very next time he fought, it was like, oh yeah, right, it's it's still Buster Douglas. Right. You know, and so Maeve can get all these victories, but she's still a host. She can still, the very next time, just be very easily... Okay. Shut down and defeated. This okay. Good. Good point. Okay. So let's 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 table not table that, but that's let's that's gonna come back around. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for sure. So I don't think Maeve lost episode eight. I actually think if I had to throw it out there, I'm gonna go with William based on what I know now. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Logan or William. 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 Yeah. William has definitely been down trending. If we had the Westworld stock market. William has been a sell yeah. for the past few weeks, and he was definitely a sell in uh, in uh, week eight. Yeah, and based on how week ended, week eight ended, and again, not to, with with pretending that I don't know how week nine ends until about five minutes from now when I do. Um, I'm going to go with William based on the fact that I don't think Maeve can be the loser of the episode because I think if we ask who won the episode based on just episode eight, the answer is Maeve. Okay. Uh-huh. See, now I have a different winner for Just Episode 8. Okay, good. Why don't you go first, then? Okay, so my winner for Just Episode 8, and, and again, with no with no knowledge of Episode 9, and you give it to him because it's going to be the only win he's going to get, <laughs> is Logan. <laughs> I think <laughs> Yeah. Logan wins Episode 8. Yep. He gets a strong comeback. He thinks he's in. I mean, and you kind of knew that other foot was the other shoe was going to drop, so to speak. But No question. Give your boy Logan a win. Give him, give him a. He's gonna go one and nine on the season, uh, but he gets a victory. He gets a win. Give Logan a win. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll tell you what. This is what I wrote in my notes. I'm not gonna write the first. I'm gonna read the second sentence on because the first sentence talks about Maeve, and I'll, I'll just, I'll do a little piece on her. But I yeah. wrote, the, I wrote here are three small wins in episode eight. Logan over William and Dolores. Yeah. Which you know, if we're the two judges, then there you go. Logan wins. Um, Wyatt over the man in black with the help of Teddy and um, Tallulah Riley's character, the, the, uh, Angela, excuse me. Sorry. Angela, yeah. Okay. And then actually our good friend Shannon Woodward in real life because I, I think her storyline isn't dead and I think she's coming back in what will be a weird or impactful way. Yeah, I mean, I think Westworld uh, like always leaves you open to that. Yeah. Um, it did the I mean the logical log, logic says that she's that that she's dead that that she's dead but but Westworld does not bend to logic right um, and the other and issue is that Bernard know, Bernard can't remember what he did with her and that's you know that's you know we know Ford likes to use people and he's going to use people he's not just going to dispose of them he's going to use them as much as he can before he does. Correct. And I think he would have probably brought Elsie somewhere. Well, my speculation on that, which is not episode 8, 9, or 10, which hasn't come out yet, valid, is that we're going to see Elsie again, and that Elsie maybe is going to have to work with Ford um, or some other human because she's SOL, and if she's still alive, she's definitely not under her own movement. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. My only thing with maybe being the easy answer is that she's basically becoming a Jedi Knight. I mean, she... 
she talks, she literally narrates the scenes herself. When she gets back into Westward, she literally says, oh, the sheriff looks at the banditos and says, they seem okay. And then he literally does that. Like, so she is Obi-Wan yeah. Kenobi. She is Darth Vader. She is Yoda all in one, with the exception of Dr. Ford. And this is a good segue into episode nine because, and if we left anything out big, we'll probably have to get to it anyway retroactively. But the point is, in episode nine, um, she can even Jedi mind trick Bernard. Yeah. And she can even exactly. deduce that Bernard is a host just by looking at him for a few minutes. So yeah. I, I, even though I said that she's probably the loser because of all the, the negative connotations of the tied to her memories and her lack of ability to control them, I think anytime you become a Jedi mind trick person, you're in line for a win most likely. Now, we can give it to, we can give it to Logan because... Um, I would say Maeve is in the running for the winner of, of episode nine as well. Because I think Maeve until... I, I think so. I think in Maeve, until Dr. Ford is acutely aware of just what has happened with Maeve, um, I think she's going to go undefeated. You know, not turn back into Buster Douglas against Evander Holyfield until she faces Ford. See, now, I, I, I have Maeve as my... Probably, yeah, episode nine winner, but also the biggest chance for an episode ten loss. Totally agree. In a major loss. Totally agree. Now, really quickly, a couple things from episode eight I wanted to point out. I thought I knew what the player piano was playing. I thought it was Cold as Ice by Foreigner because it was when Maeve came back and she was just like lighting people up with her mind. But yeah. it was actually Back to Black by Amy Winehouse. Just going to get that out there. Um, one more thing. Um, Bernard, I just wanted to get – okay, here's what I want – all I care about is this. Um, Bernard happened to be talking to the Hems dog, who is Luke Hemsworth, who is handsome security guy, whose character name is Ashley Stubbs. I just want to get that out there. For the first time in nine episodes, let's get his name right. Ashley Stubbs is a character name. That's all I wanted to get out there for that. Good. Yeah, I... I it was... His, the name was Ashley? Yeah, I believe it's Ashley Stubbs. Okay. All and right. he is Luke Hemsworth in real life, the Hems dog, or as we like to call him, handsome security guy. Now, this, this really quickly did tease your whole notion of Bernard's going to get caught being a host because Hemsdog did ask Bernard, like, have you seen Elsie? And he kind of was, like, weird about it because, like, a human being would, would not be as weird about it, but Bernard literally got erased right. and did not have the backstory and, you know. And he was very um, questioning. His, his face recognized something there. Correct. Correct. He did. Which I, yeah, so anyway, all right, so let's move on to episode number, number nine, okay? Um, and for those of you who haven't watched nine yet, you know, as Andrew, I kind of blew it for you, blew it for you a little bit earlier with a, with a major giveaway, but, um, uh, maybe not, but let's go with it anyway, we're gonna have some fun with it, because, <laughs> well, because, first of all, yeah, Logan's gonna have a bad episode, but anyway, um, all right, so we got who won, who lost, mind-blowing moment, and senseless nudity of the week, I don't have a ton of notes on these, so what I will do is probably do a little bit more narrative than usual, but but I think we'll do it based on who our winners, losers are. Okay. Well, I have a I have the absolute winner for gratuitous nudity of the week. Please. It is Bernard when he's remembering back to waking up as a as his first time as a host. Hundred percent true. I have the exact same thing. I have Bernard body double, little full backle nudity. Um, yeah. You know, from his calves up to his blanks up. Um, <laughs> Yeah, 
Calf's up to the backup. He's definitely full, full backle nudity. Uh, and I got backle nudity from Joey Lawrence from Blossom back in the day, in the 90s. So, uh, whoa. whoa. Thanks a lot, Joey Lawrence. Anyway, I totally agree. Moving right on. Okay. Episode, I have a couple nominees, actually, for, okay. for who won and who lost. And they are actually both intertwined with each other. Okay? Okay. So I feel like the candidates for who won are William and Dr. Ford, and the candidates for who lost are Logan and Bernard. Do you disagree? Um, I, I think Dr. Ford is, is my clear winner. Yep. I see what you're saying with William as a winner, but also in some ways William as a loser because the William that has existed mm-hmm. to that point has been a very likable, rootable kind of guy. Correct. And when you when we realize he you know he's going to become this despicable older older guy, I, I would say William kind of loses and the man in black kind of wins because because clearly William is I think yeah to your point you've been speculating on this I think since episode one that William is the man in black yes and while we don't have a hundred percent confirmation from the show itself um, it's becoming pretty damn obvious I think so yeah. Okay, and, um, and I agree with that, because William, the William who wore the white hat on the way in, who said, by the way, don't call me Billy, um, I believe that was basically him being like, because I'm not William or Billy anymore, I'm about to be the black hat, the man in black, a.k.a. Yeah. Ed Harris, yeah. Yes. So I agree with that, okay. And I would say, if you're going to say Ford is the clear winner, which I would agree with, um, I think Bernard is a clear loser. But let's, get, let's not go into that yet. Well, yeah. Um, but Logan, let's, let's go into why Logan loses. So Logan tries to, 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 to teach William a lesson. William basically says Dolores is different. Yeah. We should get Dolores out of the park. And, and Logan decides that he's going to teach him a lesson and essentially basically cuts Dolores open in front of him and kind of shows her moving machine parts where her stomach should be. And, yeah. you know, eventually Dolores actually flips Cuts him in the face a little bit, escapes, shoots a couple of Union soldiers. We'll get into that maybe in a bit. But William eventually says, you know what? You're right. Uh, she is a machine. My bad. Yeah. He gets free. They have a drink together. And what we learn is that, you know, Logan gets hammed, falls asleep on the ground, passed out. And William kills every single host in the Union Army. Yeah. Bl- yeah. Brutally. Well uh, first of all, Logan can't handle his liquor cl- clearly. Um, but two, <laughs> talk yeah. about just, I, uh, man, I mean, how many, how many host bodies was that? 50? 50. Easy, e- it's easy 50. Yeah. So talk about spending however long they've been in there, four days, insisting that those are, hosts are like, kind of like people and you don't want to do anything to harming them to maiming and killing 75 in what can only be a four- or five-hour period. And it looks like probably doing it mostly with a knife. Yes. Like severing limbs of robots and such. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I think Logan definitely is a huge loser. But, you know, Bernard, I mean, Bernard, Dolores, and Dr. Four, we learn a lot more about them through this vessel called Arnold, okay? And, and essentially... Dr. Ford wins, and we'll get into some of the, maybe some of the highlights, but Dr. Ford wins because Bernard, Bernard thinks he's going to win. Bernard thinks he's real clever, and 
rigs up the lobotomized penny feather to like do his dirty work and pull a trigger for him. Bernard insists on going back to when he was born. Um, yeah. And what we learn is Arnold died. Yes. And Arnold was a human, and Arnold and Ford didn't agree on everything, but that was okay. And, and we, didn't, we didn't know yet, and we're not, not going to reveal it yet, how Arnold died. Um, right. But um, we learned that Arnold – sorry, Dr. Ford made Bernard in Arnold's image. In, yeah, in his likeness, yes. In his likeness. So not only have we learned he's a host, we learned that he's basically the robot version of Arnold. Now, right. that's great – and then Dr. Ford obviously wins for a couple of reasons because he kind of is, you know, he essentially is like, we had an unbelievable partnership. I'm hoping you want to get rolled back and we can go back to doing what we're doing together. But by the end of it, he's like, you know what? I made the same mistake all humans make, you know? And yes. I'm not being realistic either. And this partnership is over. And a couple of lines he uses, you know, Bernard says, I'm going to set the sentient host free. And Ford's like, you know, the humans, what do you think the humans will do with them when they are free? He said, we ate the Neanderthals. Anything that has challenged our primacy, we have killed. And uh, he basically says at the end of it, never put your trust in humans, or never put your trust in us. We're only human. Inevitably, we'll disappoint you. And basically, yeah. he tells Bernard, you're going to shoot yourself in the face after I leave. Right. Bernard Bernard's <laughs> origin story does lead me also to wonder, though, what's the turnover rate like at Westworld? Because how long does he have to wait? Or is there more to Arnold's original than we're originally being told? And I suspect that, you know, it's probably maybe more that because they're both the founders of Westworld. Clearly, he couldn't run it all himself. Um, but he's, he, you know... Arnold dies, and he's able to recreate Arnold, someone that looks exactly like Arnold, in host form. How, how are you able to do that unless everybody who was there at the time of Arnold has somehow left and has zero ties remaining to the, uh, to the organization? Correct. Well, then it sounds like it's been a long time. Because think about it. Ed Harris is now... Ed Harris in real life is probably 70 years old, and, and you know Jimmy Simpson, who plays William, is probably... In his, late 30s, so it's clearly been like 30 years, so turnover, I mean... Yeah, but... but, to, but anyway, you to, <laughs> to your point, though, yeah, I mean, either Ford killed everybody, or Ford fired everybody, or, like, maybe no one knew Arnold was dead in some strange way. Like, Alright, so for instance, remember how Teresa Cullen died? Obviously, you remember that. Bernard killed her. Yeah. Uh, remember how she came to the park as a little kid, okay? Yeah. Like, I'm, this is mad speculation now, but is she Arnold's daughter? Is she, you know, the man in black's daughter? You know, who was she? You know, my point is, it's been a long right, time. Right, because we never got that answer to that as to why he knew where she was sitting or... Yeah, and it seems like that was important, and I, yep. don't, and I don't know why. You know, and we don't know Arnold's last name. Maybe it was Cullen, maybe it wasn't. But um, there's something deeper there that I hope they go into instead of just letting it linger. Um, yeah. All right. Let me go. Let me get to my mind-blowing moment of the night, and then we can maybe do a couple highlights of scenes. Does that sound good? That sounds great. Okay. Mind-blowing moment, and, and they really milked it. They really milked it. They milked it between Ford and Bernard having their kind of long tete-a-tete and, and Dolores walking through the old town, walking into a full church, 
learning a lot, you know, going down to like the level that they now shut down. And she has a face to face with Bernard, who she calls Arnold. And yeah. but, but it's not Arnold. It's Bernard who looks like Arnold, right? And right. and he says, You know I can't help you. Why is that? And you can maybe finish off the line for me if you want. What does she say? Yeah, I am not I cannot finish up the line for oh, you. Okay. So basically Bernard says, or Bernard, who she thinks is Arnold, says, why can't I help you? And she says, because you're dead, because I killed you. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Right. Okay, I forgot. And that was the reveal. Right. So Dolores killed Arnold, and I wrote four words, we must know more. <laughs> like, what the yes. hell? And, and does that go back to, it has to go back to that square dancing scene, right? Yes. Something has to happen there. Yes. T- completely. Something went down in that town because I feel like that town is gone and like Ford has moved to a new town. Like Sweetwater is the town now, right? So like, right. you know, and this train and comes in Isn't that there. the town that Teddy flashed his back to that Wyatt was running through killing everybody? I still don't. Yes. Yes. I still don't. Yes. And, and that, yeah. we've been revealed who Wyatt is. I think Wyatt is a character we already know. Yeah. Some people think, well, I, I think Wyatt's probably, probably Teddy. Could very well and be. I think yeah. you I mentioned think that to me. Wyatt's a character we already know. Yeah, I do too. Wyatt, yeah, Wyatt is is right now. Wyatt exists as a memory in, through Teddy's through Teddy's memory. Right. And Angela says to him when she's at the campfire with the man in black and Teddy mm-hmm. that to recall what happened that day, and it's still Teddy's memory of their Union soldiers. They are they they mutinied against other soldiers, yeah. And Wyatt executed the sheriff, the general at the end. Yes. And then she's like, "Is that really what happened?" And then it turns into Wyatt, pretty much by himself, dressed as a civilian, killing civilians, and then at the end executing Angela in the face. Yes. And then she says, when they flash back to the campfire, she says. You're getting closer, or something, or you're you're kind of starting to remember, but you're still not ready. And then she stabs him in the gut, and, and basically he goes back to his train in the morning and does his old routine, his old old loop. Yeah. And then she grabs a man in black, and um, you know winds up tying him up to a noose and a horse, and we can get into all that. But anyway, I think Teddy is Wyatt, and um, I had a thought on the whole Dolores. Oh, 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 yeah. Here's one I wanted to get into. This is gonna be good. <laughs> Remember when Logan is trying to lecture to quote unquote Billy William about you don't even remember my you don't even remember my sister who you're gonna marry. The picture yeah. he shows her is of a woman in Times Square, which is the picture that Dolores' father found in episode two that set him off the reservation. Yes. And uh, in, in in sent him haywire, right? Yeah. Exactly. I, I had recognized I had recognized that. So I guess the point is space time continuum, absolutely. Um, Abernathy is now just little known brushed over fact Charlotte Hale is definitely sneaking Abernathy out of the park as a host with information for somebody else um, yeah. so there's a lot going on with that picture and Abernathy there's just so much going on okay so I guess you know do you think anything was more mind blowing than realizing that Dolores is the one who killed Arnold um, no that, ha- that, that, that has to take it right because Arnold has been such a big question for so long, and we know it's now Arnold who had been interviewing yep. Dolores, not Bernard. Yep. 
So, um, and we still don't really know why Arnold was doing those interviews back in the day. Right. Did, did they do that with all the hosts, or was there a particular reason he was doing it with Dolores? Um, is it post the Man in Black or pre the uh, post William? Pre William? We don't really know. Right. Right. So uh, that 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 to me, the fact that then somehow Dolores winds up killing him. Um, yeah, is, uh, that, I mean... Pretty darn good. Okay, a couple other things, though, I think we want to get to, which is, how about Maeve? Maeve goes, is the bandit's name Rodrigo? Is that his name in real life or fake, or the show? I forget now. But the guy who wears all black leather, can we go with that? Yes. Okay. The ringleader of the bandits that Armistice rolls with who always steals the safe from the saloon. Yeah, with that kind of cool background music playing. Correct. And... So, by the way, if any of this episode gets chopped up, it's because I'm, so, I'm on some, like, 10-person thread with my high school buddies that they just are, can't stay, do not stop texting. Like, my phone is lighting up. So, hopefully this thing still works. Um, it's unbelievable. So distracting. Uh, there's a freight train going by, and gosh darn it. But where were we? Where were so, we? Oh, yeah. un- unofficial sponsor of the week, Waffle High School Class of 1997. Go Rebels. Absolutely. Um... And actually, shout out to the King Philip High School football team because one of my high school friends is one of the assistant coaches, and they're playing in their first ever Massachusetts Super Bowl today. Good for them Good. on uh, on CSN Sports Network. Oh yeah, you, you, I know you're watching a Eastern Massachusetts Super Bowl mar- marathon today, aren't you? Uh, I, I guilty as charged. <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, back to the scene. So the bandits are in the woods, and they're all fighting over not being able to open this safe, right? And I think this is very interesting, yeah. because this goes back to Maeve being a winner or a loser, and I do want to get your take on her being set up to be a loser before we go. So let's not forget that thought, okay? Okay. But Maeve shows up in the woods. Um, Rodrigo, or, you know, bad dude dressed in leather, because I'm blanking on his name, and I didn't do enough research He's, you know, taking a little tinkle-tinkle, and she shows up with a shotgun and is like, listen, this is how it's going to go down. Your, yeah. crew, your crew's about to all shoot each other over not knowing the combination. Armistice and you are going to shoot each other. You're going to wake up back in quote-unquote hell, which is the, you know, the home base where Westworld's right. run out of, and you're going to come back here tomorrow. You're going you're gonna to steal the same safe. You're going to do this again and again and again. And she basically yeah. is like, or you can come with me. And so eventually she shoots Armistice so he lives – she, she, she's like, I know the combination of the safe. He opened it. There's nothing in it. And she's like, this is your story. You can kill me now yeah. or you can be part of my army. And essentially, yeah. she puts the knife to her abdomen. He's like, we've been here before. And she's like, yep. And we've done this, which is, you know, coitus. And then, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, how do we get to hell? And she's like, that's easy, darling. Kicks over a lamp in the tent, lights the yeah. tent on fire. They're going to end up back in Westworld. And her line was something to the effect of, it's easy to get to hell. The tricky part is getting out. Yes. Um, can I say, though, that clearly the, the hosts feel pain? Yeah, totally. Um, why that way? If you want to end up there, like, how are they going to explain these two hosts showing up not filled with third-degree burns? Correct. Because, I mean, everything else that happens to them happens, like, you know. Yeah, and then, and then, and then Felix and Sylvester and those guys generate. patch them up. Right, they patch them up. Yeah. So uh, that has the potential to disappoint, but even a minus all of that, if you knew that you would quote-unquote die, but, you know, be saved just minutes later, yep. I am trying to find the least painful way 
possible. Yep. And I know, like, you know, they can't shoot their guns. Like, they can't do those things if they're not programmed to. But you would think Maeve would be beyond that now. Or yeah. at least Maeve could have him shoot her and then knock it over, and who cares how he, uh... Who, how he know. dies, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so anyway. Well, you know, it provided for a nice dramatic and cinematographic... Cinematographic... Sure. Scene. So I think yeah. that... Oh, absolutely. But, like, to your point... And, and of all the things to question the reality of in a Westworld-type show, yeah. that certainly has to rank among the most ludicrous that I have ever... Uh, I was going to really say, yeah, because we had a really... We had a really good question last week before we found out Bernard more about Bernard, which was, who is that wife he was talking to? Well, again, that wife is a memory in his brain. That wife's not real. Right. But, you know, right. we were asking that question about, like, who... Who's that woman? Like, who who does she? She you know the host? No, she's a fake memory inside of a fake program, yeah. right? So anyway, yeah. all right. Really quickly, Charlotte Hale shows up in heels <laughs> to see the man in black right after he almost gets himself hung by a horse. Yeah. One, if you really wanted to talk to him, Charlotte, why didn't you get him out of the noose? Number two, right. even though she makes a pithy comment about hiking in the park in heels, what? Secondarily, that's ludicrous too. So she's clearly so we know that the man in black's on the board of trustees of this park, and yes. and and that is something that's very interesting. Again, meeting between them, but let's hear about why you think Maeve is set up to be the big loser in week ten. Well, here's the thing: we know there's going to be a second season. No question. We know the show is called Westworld, um, so I can't imagine that the second season takes place outside of this park. And then now maybe I'm set up to be really disappointed. But so in any case, Maeve's whole thing is to Get take out. over the park, escape, create an army. Right. Um, how do you let her do that and have the same show in the second season? Yeah, well, I... I, I yeah, because here's the thing. She... If she dies every... If she has to die every time she converts a host... Yeah, I feel like it's implausible for her not to get caught. Yeah. Now, now, as she picks up more people, can those people die instead? And, and, and you know, kind of like once she gets the first guy, you know, she can kind of throw Ford off the scent a little bit. You know what I mean? But the bottom line yeah. is if Ford discovers that she's doing what she's doing based on what we heard um, from Bernard and Ford's conversation, which is that Bernard invented a backdoor to program these things, and that yeah. Ford was able to do it to Bernard because Bernard taught him how to do it. And so yeah. unless Maeve is so boosted up, by the way, played by the great Tandy Newton. Tandy, open invite to come on the show. I know you're way too big. Just saying. Um, Tandy Newton's fantastic. Yeah, and by the way, Tandy, nope. congratulations to you and your body double for not winning this week's gratuitous nudity scene. Good for you. Yeah. You know, about time they... they anyway, off, trap, off topic. I just feel like the only way... The only way that she gets out of this without, like, maybe she's just so high-functioning that she knows she's being reprogrammed. But to your point, once you're under, like, once she's, like, out of commission, she's at mercy of anybody. So, And and the fact that this is all going on with with Ford having zero knowledge of it, I I don't quite buy. Find that hard to believe. Find that hard to believe. He knows that. He knows everything. I think that this is somehow going to be tied into this new storyline he's not telling. Mm-hmm. anybody about and i think the new storyline he's created is clearly where the second season of the show is going yes so if we accept that it doesn't make a lot of sense for him not to know about what tandy newton's up to yeah. i think tandy newton's 
plan or her army or her thing is part of his new storyline for the park. Okay, and, and here's one for you, just really quickly that I think is, I agree with that. I think that's probably a great take, actually. So, last thing. Ashley Stubbs, handsome security guy, goes to kind of find what we believe might be Elsie's transponder in some sector of the park that hasn't been used in a while, right? Yeah. Now, I'm speculating that it's Elsie, and that's fine. But my point is, he's out there. Two, two things. One, why is there poor reception in the park? Haven't we come too far? Yeah. Okay. Secondarily, though, the Ghost Nation guys that ambush him, um, he says, okay, what's up, guys? And then he's like, you know, systems disarm or whatever, you know, and, and they, they don't listen. So clearly, in my mind, they have been tweaked by either Bernard or Ford. Or Ford, yes. And so, to your point, if the Ghost Nation is potentially guarding Elsie, if the Ghost Nation is potentially above being manipulated by those people, I do think that the Ghost Nation, Wyatt, Angela, um, and now potentially Maeve, whether she knows it or not, like you said, fit into whatever season two is going to be about. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, um, I think actually, speaking of what are great takes, I think Elsie being with Ghost Nation is a great take. I hadn't thought of that until you just said it. Um, I think that's a great, I think that's a great take. I think, I think, I think Elsie's being, like, watched by Ghost Nation. Yeah, um, I like that theory. And then, I just had, I just had one more little piece, it had to do with, um, ah, man, I forget now, it doesn't matter, but it was, it was kind of looking at, like, next year's, like next, you know, oh yeah, yeah, scenes from the next, scenes from the next, okay. So it okay. sounds like we're going to hear about Ford's plan in episode 10. Yes, we, okay. I mean, we have to, you can't build up this whole season to it and then... Correct. Um, and, that, and that's great, but we also see a scene in which, right before, the end of Dolores' storyline, is that Dolores, in, in episode 9 I mean, is that she, yeah. take, she, she takes the, the elevator back up from her like memory with Arnold slash Bernard, Gets into the church, the doors open, and it's the man in black. Yeah. Okay? Now, she looks at him kind of horrified, but in the scenes from the next, it's him getting pulled by his, his horse collar. And I think Dolores is going to take him captive. Ooh, okay. I think Dolores and or Wyatt are about to F up his world in a big way. And my outlandish theory of the week is that we may or may not find out that William is, in fact, um, Ed Harris. I think Ed Harris dies at the end of this episode. Okay. And so I haven't I read a thing. I haven't read a thing. That only on, and I don't like, think, it's a, I don't think it's outlandish. I, I think it's certainly a possibility. I'm going to disagree only because we only find out in episode 9 that he's a member of the board, and there's all of these layers to the story. Yeah. I think that... For all of this, for there to be continued drama into the next season, there's going to have to be some sort of setup of battle between the board and Ford, Doctor Ford, okay. and Man in Black being a central figure in that. I think makes a lot of sense, but again, I've been I've been wrong about far less. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I think that's pretty plausible too. I could just see him dying, which which in some ways would be the second board member to basically die <laughs> in a week. Yeah. And that could actually be a factor as well. But, all right, man, do you get anything, any other hot takes from, from Episode 9 or any theories from Episode 10 you want to share? Uh, no, I think I, I shared it. I think my big theory for the week was going to be that I think um, Tandy Newton, that Dr. Ford knows what yep. Maeve is up to, yep. and he's tying it in 
to his his next storyline. Everybody's wanted to know what his next storyline was, and I think his big reveal could be something like, "Well, you're all in it." <laughs> you know? Yeah, I like it. All right, cool. Well, we'll leave it there. We will definitely do an episode ten recap. We kind of have to. It's uh, you know, it's the only one left, and uh, I think it's going to be a pretty good one. I think there's so many, so many potential cliffhangers, but a lot has to happen to get there. And um, yeah. we will see. We will see if anything happens to the Man in Black or not. By the way. Ed Harris, I didn't mean you were going to die in real life. So stay no. healthy, my friend. I meant the man in black, just to clarify. Philbusterfreestyle.com. Hit us up uh, on Facebook. Hit us up on Twitter, at Gavin Viano. Um, and um, by the way, our buddy, Curtis Fingers, is dangerously close to going 0-2 in this uh, Oklahoma-Oklahoma State game with his freestyle I, picks. I, I don't think it looks good for Curtis. No, not, not at all. But we'll see if he can pull one out at least on the, the spread because the, the, the under might be in jeopardy already. All right. Yeah, I think out- it's a big trouble. Hit me outro. Well, talk I, I think uh, the under is poor choice this week, it looks like. Well, it was supposed to be ra- it's, it's rainy and windy there. That's what her Curtis Fingers told me. All right, man. Hit me outro and uh, stick around. Catch up for a minute. All right. Here it comes.